Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. <coughs> okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Alison Beninato, the CEO and founder of nonprofit Inspire Collaborative Health Association. They are bridging the gap between Western and alternative medicine and so, so much more. Hey, Alison, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on yeah, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Yeah, so I have worked in Western medicine for over 20 years. Uh, about nine years ago, I expanded over into alternative medicine, and I did that uh, pretty much out of sheer desperation, honestly. Um, I was having some of my own health uh, issues that I was getting no resolve from with uh, pharmaceuticals and you know my traditional providers. Mm. And so out of sheer desperation, I was like, well, what do I have to lose? And I found an herbalist had no idea if he was going to be like out there or what to think. And I just went and with a very high level of skepticism and very, very low expectations, honestly, and figured, what do I have to lose? And to my surprise, over the next three years, he was able to help me with three different health issues where Western medicine said there was nothing that they could do. Mm. And after that point, my clinical mind from Western medicine was like, oh, okay. So there's something to this. Like there's history, there's chemistry. Like, how did he know what plants to choose? How did, and so I went, dove in full force. And so I went to a three-year program and I got the title as a certified clinical herbalist and I haven't stopped going to school since. And now I'm working on becoming a board certified naturopath. Um, Over on the Western side, I have um, a degree in applied science and health information management systems. And like I said, I've worked in medical clinics for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. I run my own medical billing company. I see my own clients for herbalism and naturopathy and stuff now. So yeah, I just, all the things, all the things on both sides now. A lot going on over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm busy. I like it that way. (laughs) I love that. I love that the... What triggered you? It, just sheer desperation. I think yeah. so many stories of success stories, especially, come from I had nothing else to lose. This wasn't working. Mm-hmm. There must be something else. Rather than giving up and rolling over and being like, well, nothing can be done. So, wah, wah, woe with yeah. me. You were mm-hmm. like, fuck this. I'm yeah. off. What else is there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit stubborn. So, when I was getting answers that I didn't like at the doctors, I was like, no, no, that can't be it. Like, 
I'm going to go, I'm going to keep looking. <laughs> like you're not telling me what I want to hear. And it's just, I just felt, um, intuitively, I'm like, this just doesn't, I mean, how did we get this far? Like you can't, I just, it just didn't make sense. It didn't, you know, add up in my mind. I'm like, this cannot be the end all be all. So I had to, and I just, am very curious. So I'm like, well, I have to at least go try to learn more. Nice. So with, with the clients that you work with across your, your wealth of businesses, what is it that you love the most? What lights you up? Why, why do you do this? Yeah. Wow. I have met um, through all of them, through working at clinics, through starting my own medical billing business and watching different medical providers start and run their own businesses. Some of them have, you know, gone under, some of them have flourished and turned into really, really big successful businesses when it was just one person to begin with. And just watching all of those journeys, um, meeting all those people and just really you know, creating these relationships and developing these different repertoires with these different walks of life really have just, it's been, it's honestly been a blessing because, and I know that probably sounds kind of cheesy, but the, the amount of people that I meet and their stories and what they are trying to accomplish is just I mean, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. And it doesn't matter whether it's a client that I saw that has their own health concerns, or if it's someone that just needs medical billing. Now through the association, I'm meeting even more um, medical providers and alternative practitioners Mm. and just so many diverse, again, walks of life that I just feel honored to even meet all of them and so many intelligent people that I'm, that I'm working with. Nice. Yeah. So when, when your clients come to you, what would you say is the typically the sort of the belief or the, the barrier or the first thing that traditionally you have to help them to work through and overcome so that you can best serve and help them? Um, I would say you mean clients for the, like if they need herb, like as a, like an herbal client, not billing clients or what kind of client or nonprofit client, which pick, pick, which one of my businesses are we talking about? Okay. You pick, it's a choose your own Where Um, where do you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. I think that overall as a blanket statement, regardless of whether it's for the nonprofit or for the billing, or even just for their health, if they're seeing me, um, letting go of old habits and patterns, um, belief systems that they had, because yeah, I mean, if they're doing, they're running their office a certain way and it's not working for them, letting go of that, you know, if they're, you know, living a certain lifestyle that is not conducive with achieving health, you know, letting go of that, you know, now with this nonprofit, letting go of this idea where it has to be either you're a crunchy, earthy, hippie, alternative person, or you are strictly Western medicine and you believe only in medications and surgery. That's not the case. You know, letting go of that idea that there's no middle ground. Mm. There is. So yeah, I would say letting in regardless, all three of them, it's letting go and letting your mind be open and fluid to what the, the different options that you can have. Yeah, to, to accomplish really things. finding that that sort of balance between everything, there is a solution, there's a way forward. <clears throat> Being yeah. so closed off isn't 
going to help you to expand and see what what is possible and that's your, your legacy so that's how you started it was like what else is there there's got to be something else so that yeah. i think curiosity or as you what did you call it stubbornness <laughs> a little bit yeah so there's there's some stubbornness in there yeah there you are there, there are the yeah. traits of the entrepreneur i'm i'm curious but god damn it i'm stubborn okay yeah. with that we can work with that yeah yeah for sure so how has how is this journey for you um mm-hmm. seeing how you know this helps your clients how has this helped to to build and more for you as a business owner as you start to go through obviously multiple businesses but now with a nonprofit, yeah. oh my gosh yeah. it's so many new challenges for you right yeah yeah it's definitely been a shift you know because like i said i come from <clears throat> excuse me working in medical clinics that are for-profit clinics, you know, and Mm. then running to LLCs myself, the medical billing business, and then, you know, my business to see people for their health. And um, all of that is this world where you're offering a service. And if people want that service, they pay for it. And then if you need something in return, you pay for it. Well, that's not nonprofit world. That's not how nonprofits work. Um, and so, yeah, just learning how to kind of not only expose myself in a different way, but achieve Mm. different goals and, you know, learning about how to get sponsorships and donations and what does it look like to have volunteers or interns versus employees or subcontractors, um, just all these different things. It's a completely different completely different world than all of my what, other businesses. What was it that prompted you to want to jump into the nonprofit world? What was it that said, oh, this is a good idea. This yeah. is what I'm next. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll take that on. Um, honestly, I just, I, after I had gotten my first title as a certified clinical herbalist and I was still working with Western medicine providers, they started asking me like, oh, you're an herbalist now well, can I refer people to you? Or do you know an alternative XYZ provider? And as I was meeting more and more alternative providers, they would say, oh, you know, medical providers. Well, do you know open-minded medical providers, ones that won't care if I'm going to a chiropractor or taking herbs or an acupuncturist or whatever? So there was this realization, a a a recognizing of recognition is what I'm trying to say, of, there being a massive demand, you know, I, on top of these two provide these two demographics, medical providers and alternative practitioners. I also had the community, friends, family that were all coming through because people were finding out like, Oh, you work on both sides. So, you know, people from both sides and you're, uh, you're this balance point. So I felt safe to both sides because I didn't fit in those stereotypical stigmas that each side kind of has against each other. And so once I had that recognition of, wow, there's a massive demand here and no one's supplying that demand. And then the next thought was, oh, well, maybe I'm supposed to supply that demand. Maybe all of my education and experience, you know, had led me to this perfect position where Mm -hmm. I could really, you know, curate or cultivate this, you know, simultaneously correct a need or supply a need for three different demographics. So when I took that idea and I talked to some attorneys and, you know, people that are smarter than me about it, 
they said for what you're trying to accomplish, it sounds like it would be more because it's offering a community service, a community good, it would be more suited as a nonprofit than a for-profit. And that also resonated with me because I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to charge the community for what I was creating because I feel like, you know, you're already going to be what I had designed. You would already, you know, probably have medical bills from the Western side. If you wanted Mm. to go to the alternative side, they don't, insurance isn't accepted on that side typically for most of those modalities. And so I was like, I don't want to hit them in the middle also. So again, how can you serve everyone in a way that makes it, I mean, ethically, of course, you, you charge what you need to charge, but how can you be that person to, or the organization that really helps mm-hmm. in that moment of need? And I guess you, you've seen yeah. that. Maybe this is driven all from, from your your core being, which is that moment of, I'm in fucking need. Mm-hmm. I need help. Yeah. And there wasn't anywhere yeah. that was the the bridge for you. Yeah, so, absolutely. And that's so that's what I wanted to create for everybody else, because that's what I had wished was there. I'm like, why is there not a place where I can know who, who I'm trying to find, you know, why wasn't there this central kind of hub Mm. and of, of trusted resources and referrals and education and, um, you know, just alliances and support. And so that's, that's what I created. Love that. So let's now go, that's the dream. That's the big picture. That's like, it sounds fascinating and beautiful thank you but let's go behind the scenes because there's that's the dream you know the dream what you wanted to do you've obviously built multiple businesses highly yeah. successful you're very educated finding out exactly what it is you want and you go after it but being an entrepreneur in the nonprofit space oh my gosh so many more challenges for you personally as the business owner so talk yeah. me through your journey that you've been on as you've as you've built it as you know a one-woman show Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, um, I thrive in this environment because I, like I said, like we talked about, I just have a very curious mind. So that has been great. Um, it has also been, it it is a little bit of a double-edged sword because, um, in a nonprofit, you know, especially at first, I, at least in my case, it's been 100% so solely funded, meaning to get it up and going and to get it to the point it's at has been all as a, you know, an investment on my behalf, but I'm that passionate about it. And I feel like it's that needed that that's okay. Um, shifting then to how to shift it from where it's a sole investment to me to really generating, you know, donations, generating members, um, that join, which are our professional members, our medical providers and alternative practitioners. Um, yeah, just learning about grants and sponsorships and all these different avenues to try to help build it. So it is self-sustainable. So it's that, it's that visibility. It's the new Mm -hmm. angles, the new Mm -hmm things you need to navigate through and, and the hurdles to overcome for mm-hmm. for funding. I mean, it's a business. You need to be able to get this yeah. out there and get this working. And you can't fund it forever as much as you'd love to. Yeah. It needs to be self-sustainable. So right. finding your way in this, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we touched on this you know, offline before we press record, just chatting yeah. away. 
but it is that identity of of you how do you best show up and this i think is across the board no matter what industry coaches agencies other you know, consultants how am i perceived how do i get myself across there what damn social media channel to use how what can i say what can't mm -hmm. i say mm -hmm. all these questions come up so how is it for you as yeah. you wear all the caps and then try and find out what limitations you have to navigate through and which ones <laughs> oh that's a good one what limitations are self-imposed yeah that's a really great question um I'll have to marinate a little bit off of air about that as well. Like, what mm. am I self-imposing here? But for sure, because um, from my businesses that I own, the mm. other ones, I present myself as very professional. And as we talked about off air growing up, I thought I was going to be like a stand-up comedian or a carpenter or an interior designer, something that had a little bit more creative um outlet and just, um, and I don't, I ended up where I am in medical, you know, the medical world and medical billing, it's very analytical and not. And so, yeah. And so I think that creativity is coming out in like a serial entrepreneurship. And so I'm getting creative and creating these businesses, but like you said, because of the, the nature of the business that I'm in medical world, um, I feel like I have to be very like, okay, you know, professional and upright and okay. Yes. I understand anatomy and physiology and yes, I understand, you know, medical laws and, mm -hmm. you know, all these things. And so it's, how do I show this fun, funner side of me, you know, and, or this more laid back side of me. I don't even know if funner is a word anyways, see things like that. It's just like, Look, you if, make up three or four words on this podcast. I know. Oh, I yeah. That. Yeah. And it. so, yeah, I'll just, we'll just say know, it's the English. Don't worry. Yeah. They'll know what I'm, they know what I mean. And so just figuring out how to let that more laid back casual side of me come through, but still show people like, you can trust me. I know what I'm doing. I promise. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, so is that a struggle? Yeah, is, that, stuffy. is that through the experience you've had? So you, you're, you're, you're attuned, you're programmed to be, I need to come across this way. Is, yeah. is that what you're starting to battle against? And maybe you're seeing a glimpse of, ah, oh, this is the way I can come across. Or mm -hmm. where, where are you right now with this with this journey? Because you're having fun talking about it. It's just, yeah. it sounds like I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. But I'm enjoying exploring it. Yes. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still navigating those waters because, um, you know, everything is, you know, I love technology, but in full disclosure, God, I kind of miss the nineties a little bit, you know, like I kind of, I love technology and what it's doing, but we have no choice. Everybody, you know, everything's moving so quickly and, um, everybody gets their word about every out about everything through Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you know, all the millions of different social media platforms there are. And, um, first of all, trying to choose which ones you're going to focus on which would be the best avenue for you or get the most eyes. And mm. then beyond that, like I, I'm almost 38 and I didn't, you know, I have Instagram, I have TikTok, I have Facebook, but I don't post my, you know, I didn't, I'm not a huge, like, so now trying to learn like, okay, how do I make a video? How do I make a reel, a story? Oh, like, come on, grandma. Make... You're not that old. <laughs> I mean, I, I told you, I miss the nineties. Like I just miss showing up at people's house. I mean, like, Hey, let's go, let's go drive around or, you know, just calling people, well, simpler times. calling I'll, people. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you that. 
Yeah. So I just, um, I think I'm an old soul, maybe, I don't know in there, but I, I think just having to learn all of that because I wasn't, I, I wasn't <clears throat> super active on a personal level doing those types of things. Okay. So, and so yeah, let's play in real time with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. sure people at home resident were saying, yeah, it's, it's tough. What, 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 damn channel shall I use? What shall I do? Even pick yeah. a channel. There's four or five different things that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. I haven't got time for this. And yeah. you spread yourself so thin. So when we're talking about social media or marketing or sales or you know, fulfillment, there's so many different ways that you can do this. Yeah, We are huge. And I'm getting yourself about alignment. It has to be yeah. true to yourself. And it's so easy to get lost with these hacks mm-hmm. and special ways and here's how to get a thousand new customers in two seconds yeah, and yeah. Use this tactic mm-hmm. everything works so if we can hold that as fact everything works just find the right thing for you in mm. your industry so as you get to play with who am i in this what how can i be created this is my baby so mm-hmm. how can you bring your personality, your mm-hmm. fun, your, your goofiness, your, your made up words into this, yeah, yeah. yet still hold that authority? Yeah. So with the social media, with getting mm-hmm. your message out there, what is it that scares you? What is it that you feel doubtful of? What is it for you? I think that there's... I think there is, again, I am navigating this point of a middle ground mm-hmm. um, and bridging that those two sides. And so trying to find that middle ground in myself and in what content I put out where it's a little bit silly, but it's still informative, but it's still a little bit professional, but it's still, you know, like finding that middle ground because yeah, I'm not just going to, I don't feel like I can fully just go out and start cussing up a storm, nor would I really want to, but you know, I can't do that, but I don't want to come across stiff and uptight. And like, I'm trying to, cause no one wants to watch that. That's boring, you know? So yeah, just trying to find that fluidity to yeah. it. And I have, I've started recording all these different reels and stories in my Instagram and I have yet to post one of them because I'm, I'm just a, I'm a little gun shy where I'm like, do I really think that's the right way to do this? I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it really is. And I think I'm scared of, I don't know, I guess, I guess it would have to be losing, losing a certain demographic because my delivery wasn't appropriate. Okay. And I know you can't please everybody. So I don't have this disillusion that, you know, I'm going to please everybody because you could be the sweetest peach in the field and there's still going to be someone that hates peaches. Right. So I I get that, but yeah, it just being the most, how can I be the most palatable for the largest group of people I think is, and, and, um, especially right out of the gate, because this is in its infancy, setting Mm. that tone, that initial tone that's being set of, um, this is what I am. This is what this association is because you can't get that, that first impression, you never can get that back. So I think that's really where, where I struggle. Then you've answered your own question from before. You said you're going to rumorate on it. 
the limitations are they self-imposed yeah mm. you have yeah. a self-imposed first impressions count whatever i do now is gonna set the tone for forever and yeah never, never, never. <laughs> yeah and I'm, you're not posting so you don't actually know what works you mm. you're so worried about losing these people that you're gonna maybe alienate those people it's that fear of loss yeah the fear of loss is something that you don't actually have right now there's yeah. a contradiction in there no wonder mm -hmm. it's kind of paralyzing if you have all these reels oh my gosh one principle i could sort of bust out right now is look at what you do okay i mean you know too much you 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 logify everything there's a meta word for you you logify yeah. everything okay <laughs> i like it yeah <laughs> so you can take that one um yeah you know what you should do you know why you should do it but the the logical bit comes back I, I would advise be more playful if you think about the the law of polarity mm -hmm. one side you've got the seriousness other mm -hmm. side you've got the play and the fun just move that slider across a little bit yeah and yeah you need that feedback right now yes. you've got such an amazing bridge that people need people are screaming for it maybe mm. people just like you who are like I'm, I'm done i just need some help and yeah. do they want a stuffy message that's for everyone or do they want mm -hmm. someone to say fucking hell are you in trouble cool we've got you look <laughs> yeah. we've got options to break I, through i should just hire you to make my videos and just say, you can start making all my reels yeah for sure what is that uh over analysis creates paralysis for sure i mean that's exactly what i'm doing i'm over analyzing especially these initial ones, like you said, that set are in my mind, set the tone. And then I have to be, you know, anchored or married to them, which is not the case. You don't have to be, you can switch or pivot at any point. Um, but yeah, Again, you know too much, you know, this stuff and everyone at home, hopefully we're all laughing around around. Cause it's like, we've all done that. We've all, we all do this. It's yeah. again, it's across every single industry, every profession. We're all going through the same thing. We've all been through it. We'll all go through it again. It's mm -hmm. catching ourselves in a moment of being like, hold on what you have is life-changing how dare you keep it to yourself any longer make it real get some feedback what oh here's a here's the last question for you yeah what's the worst thing that could happen oh Ooh. i think um i gosh you're gonna have to like delete that pause that's a hard one i think you know What is the worst thing that could happen? I guess the worst thing that could happen is people will make a judgment or an unfair judgment off of a piece of content that I put out that doesn't accurately represent what the association is trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But there again, is that just a cop out? I'm already, I'm already arguing with myself in my mind because who is going to represent it more accurately than me? No one. I'm the one that created it. So um, I guess it would be more, again, a, a, just a personal preference. If someone does not find that healthcare should be something that should be taken lightly and putting a fun spin to it is not appropriate. But then, like you said, do you, I think, I think you might have said it before, like, do you really want those type of people anyways, then, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's, I don't know. I think I just get, I get, again, it's that over analysis creates paralysis. I'm standing in my own way, you know, I'm my own worst enemy at this point, because 
you're hypercritical of yourself. Everybody's their own worst critic. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm being extremely hypercritical and a perfectionist saying everything I put out has to be perfect the first time. And so, you know, I've, I've spent an embarrassingly high amount of hours trying to be, you know, news anchor, Barbara Walters, memorizing lines and presenting it all very, and nobody even wants that crap. They don't, people don't want to watch that. I don't watch crap like that, like that anymore, you know? And it's so you are. you've just, you just, you just described what you don't want. Perfect. Yeah. And so it's like those hours that you've, you've wasted. No, those are hours that you've, you've worked through this and be like, damn it. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Cool. What do you want? Um, the three magical questions. What do you want? What's yeah. stopping you? How do you overcome it? And then you work through that in a domino effect. You find mm -hmm. something, okay, how do you overcome that? Then what do you want in that scenario? And then that scenario. Yeah. Eventually you'll hit one domino, whether it's technology, a realization, um, finding your why, whatever it might be. Yeah. Eventually it all comes back down to one thing. And then it's like, what do I want? What's stopping me? I'm just fucking scared. I'm, I'm just... Yeah, just that fear, man. It's a liar. It's a liar. And it's sneaky. It's mm. sneaky and it'll hide behind things. So Manipulative, I mean, yeah. There's our story. Unforget yourself. We've mm. gone through lots of iterations as we try and describe what is it that we do? What is this intangible nature with solopreneurs and entrepreneurs and CEOs that we actually help them to change their world, but it's an intangible, it's a force. And once mm -hmm. Kate and I realized that it's our personalities that mean a lot, very yeah. similar to work where you are. What do we do? We help you cut the bullshit so you can do the fucking thing. Yeah. And if people don't like that, great. There's about a thousand people that can do it in a different way. And I think people are waking up to that though. You know, that's, people that's are the, just that's, that's the that's the break. That's us being authentic. Right. Yeah. People are waking up to that. People want that authenticity. They don't want the polished package because that's not real. And I think that's how people get in trouble too, you know whether it's these news anchors or politicians or whoever it is, they are trying to uphold this certain facade and then they go out into their normal life and they're this, you know, a complete 180 of that. Mm. And then people are like, you said and did what? And it's like, they're just people. We're all just yes, people. Look at this. If people see you on your business social mm -hmm. and then find you on your, on your personal, mm -hmm. if there's such a difference in level, again, some professions that may be needed. But right. if it's such a difference, like, oh, something's not aligned. And yeah. if your core identity in yourself isn't matching the surface level identity, then you can say all the right, you've seen the people on stage who are like, they're saying all the right things, but something about it, mm -hmm. it's the alignment. So once mm -hmm. you get your alignment and find out authentically who you are, oh my gosh, number one, fuck everything else. It gets more fun for you. Mm -hmm. Be the Allison you know that you can be. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So, I love that. I love that you said if it's that misalignment, because that's a hundred percent it, you know, if people do this, do as I say, not as I do, if whatever they're preaching on their business or whatever is complete contrast to how they actually live, then people are like, shut up. Like you don't even, you don't even buy your own bullshit that you're selling. Like what do you, <laughs> no one else is going to buy it. And so, yeah, I, I love that. It's a complete misalignment and people can pick up on that. People are smart. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, Alison, thank you so, so much for yes. sharing your businesses, your journey. Um, oh, my gosh, everything behind what you're going through right now. It's incredible to hear the things that you go through, even with your success and, and drive. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you again so much for this opportunity. It's been my pleasure.
Oh, you're welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about, about you and your businesses, uh, where can they find you? Yeah. So it's an, if you want to learn about the nonprofit and how it's bridging the healthcare gap between Western medicine or medical providers and alternative practitioners, Inspire Collaborative Health Association. So you can find it. Um, if you just search that, it'll come up on Facebook, on Instagram. There's soon. You'll find, I mean, it's there, but there's no posts yet. But if you go there, there will be soon. It. Come on. It you will got be this. soon. <laughs> So you can find it there on all the social medias. So yeah, the, the website is Inspire. Um, I almost said one of my other businesses, Inspire Health Association, because um, I was a little concerned people wouldn't know how to spell collaborative. It's a pretty long word. So I at least took out collaborative from the URL. But yeah, if you search it into Google, it'll come up. Awesome stuff. Alison, thank you so, so much. This has been, it's been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.